It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. That's the first down of the big hole. 15-10-5. Touchdown Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs here corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown Raiders. An absolutely perfect pass. And Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. It's showtime. Before being on the air tomorrow for five hours on the Spanish radio broadcast, let's do two hours in English here on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, the flagship where you can listen to every single Raider game, preseason, regular season, postseason. Here is where you get all the action, and here is where we talk silver and black. Harry Ruiz here for JT The Brick, who is over in Southern California to call tomorrow's game live from SoFi Stadium. Raider Nation, you know what? I'm excited for you. Every opportunity that the Raiders play out there in Southern California, I know that you guys show up and show out and always have a blast and always have a fantastic time. It doesn't matter if it's preseason, if it's regular season. We all know that the Los Angeles area, that's where the Raider Nation, you guys dominate. Whoever is there with the team that they, whoever they play, we're Wherever they play, they're always there. And heck, I remember going to San Diego. That's where I went to my first Raider game, actually, Qualcomm Stadium. And the Raiders, I was in awe. I had a blast. I had a fantastic time. And that's when they told me, hey, this is South Oakland. All right. That's all the way down in the border, South Oakland, Los Angeles. That's one of the capitals of the Raider Nation. And you guys are going to have a blast. Tomorrow, preseason game number two. For the Raiders in 2023, fortunately, this year it's only three preseason games for the Raiders because there is no Hall of Fame game for the Silver and Black. So they got these two road games. First off, against the Rams. And I like the way the Raiders managed this situation where they had joint practices in back-to-back weeks, one at home against the Niners one on the road against the Rams, and they got a little bit of that being away from home vibes. And no no disrespect to the Rams, but it was like Trailer Park Central out there in Thousand Oaks, California. They're out at a university at Cal Lutheran. It's not their permanent home. They're building new facilities, but it's been forever since the Rams have been out there in Los Angeles, and they still don't have a permanent home. I kind of forgot about all the traffic and all the distances of being over there in Southern California, but quickly uh, got that reminder that everything is far away from wherever you're at. I was in the Riverside area with my family, and I was thinking about driving out on Wednesday for joint practices in the morning. And then I saw the traffic on Tuesday just by scouting on Google Maps, and I saw it would have been a a one-and-a-half-hour drive, would have been like a a three-and-a-half-hour drive if I did it in the morning. Players go through that too. That's not easy for Rams players. Over here in Henderson, all the players, what, the furthest drive if you live like in Summerlin is going to be a 20, 25-minute drive to Raiders headquarters. That's an easy drive. You're out in Cali. You're stuck in traffic. The distances are terrible. So the Raiders go out there. 
they had that experience. They arrived in buses like they would for a game day experience, and they put the work in for back-to-back days against the Los Angeles Rams, who just recently won a Super Bowl as well. Might not be the same team, but they do have the same head coach, uh, Sean McVay, who a lot of folks thought he was going to be gone and he was going to go chase that network money with uh, broadcast. And no, he's still there. He's still putting in the work. You see Aaron Donald practicing on day two after having a day off on Wednesday. Raiders, that's the only way you're going to get better if you're facing the best of the best. And they had the opportunity of facing him. They had the opportunity of facing Matt Stafford, who's a Super Bowl champion, first year with the Rams after being traded from the Lions. He won the Super Bowl, so it's good to have those challenges instead of facing the younger crop of quarterbacks that they faced with the likes of uh, Brock Purdy in practice over in Henderson at Raiders headquarters, or a Trey Lance, or a Sam Darnold, who, yes, got drafted in 2018, but he's still one of the youngins out there. Now they had the veterans with Stafford right there as the main piece behind him. Uh, Stetson Bennett, I mean, that guy had flashy plays. Not consistent, but you know what? He's a late-round pick for the Rams, and they want to have him stashed there, ready to go in case they need him, and he delivered in college. Let's see how he does, and we're going to see a lot of him uh, tomorrow night with the Rams and the Raiders in Week 2. Now I want to ask you, Raider Nation, are you cool? Do you like it, the way that the Raiders are managing things when it comes to preseason games? Because I'll go back to 2021. Remember 2020? No preseason. We just went straight to the regular season. 21, when the Raiders made it to the playoffs, they didn't have the starters playing in preseason action. But now I see people complaining on social media that the starters aren't seeing action. 21, the team made it all the way to the playoffs, right? Wild card, a lot of drama during the year, but they still made it to the playoffs. Now they're not using starters again, which I'm okay with because... I'm watching ESPN almost all day long or having it in the background, and it seems like every hour or every couple of hours you see the ticker with breaking news and this player got carted off of practice or this player fractured a, th- a thumb and hopefully he's av- the team is hopeful that he's available for week one. And you see that happen during joint practices. You've seen preseason games now where you got some players getting injured during game action as well. So I'm of the way of thought of being like, hey, you know what? You get the work in. You know Devontae Adams, what he's going to do during the regular season, right? You know that he's going to deliver. You know that he's going to be, if not the best, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Despite some young cats doing great things, I would still take Devontae Adams and his consistency. You know what he's going to do. You know what Max Crosby's going to do. Jimmy Garoppolo, do you want to risk him in a preseason game? and have a hungry defensive end going against the second or third string offensive lineman and potentially hurting your quarterback. Everybody has a different train of thought when it comes to this. Yes, people will point over at the Kansas City Chiefs and what they are doing and the way they do things. And, for example, yesterday, uh, Andy Reid announced that he plans to play his starters for the entire first half of tomorrow's game that Kansas City is going to have in Arizona against the Cardinals. That's the way he does it. I was seeing information on social media about how most of the teams in the NFL this year had their training camps either at their headquarters or at the stadium that they play at. 
Andy Reid, he's still old school and he's doing it far from there. Remember Raiders, old school, when they had him at Napa, when they had him out there in wine country? Now they're out here in Las Vegas, and when you have the headquarters that they have, there's no need to go elsewhere. Yeah, the heat is tough, but, I mean, right there, you got that extra little uh, feature, I'll say it that way, that makes you tougher, that makes you, when you go from being outdoors at 110-degree weather and then go play at 70 degrees or 80 degrees, whatever the temperature is at inside Allegiant Stadium and play half of your games there, that toughness that you brewed out outdoors, you go indoors and be like, hey, if it was hard out there, it's going to be hard in here. But you know what? We get that aspect out of the way and we keep it going. So it's interesting. And that's what the preseason is all about. Get all those details ironed out. Get all the little uh, stuff that you might not be comfortable with. Well, get comfortable with it and get the work in. And two people that are getting the work in day in and day out covering the silver and black are Kevin Bollinger and Levi Edwards. Kevin, the sports director at Fox 5 Vegas, he's been out there both days that the Raiders practiced with the Rams. Same case with digital reporter for the Raiders, Levi Edwards. So I hit them up. I was like, guys, I want to talk with you about what you saw. I was there only Wednesday because Thursday I was here in the studio with Bobby. But Kevin and Levi, they were out there both days. They will be there for the game. So I want to pick their brain and see what they have in mind ahead of week two of the preseason for the Raiders against the Rams. We will have Kevin in our number one, Levi in our number two. And throughout the show, I want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. If you were... General manager, the head coach, the person in charge of your own football team, and you have these preseason games where, yes, you can get that rust out of the way, as some say, or you could actually have your players that you already have more than confirmed in your 53-man roster waiting on the side and supporting their squad from the sideline. What would your strategy be? How would you manage your team? 702 365-9200. I want to hear from you because I believe me, I read everybody on social media. I might not respond much, but I love checking out Twitter. I love checking out Instagram and seeing what people say. Of course, there's some toxicity out there that I try to avoid as much as possible. But I like reading people's opinions because that's what it's all about, right? We want to see what everybody thinks and We will not agree on everything, but we can agree on disagreeing at times, and we just got to hear each other out. And somebody that I love hearing from every time I'm here on JT's show is Gangsta Raider. Gangsta, ready for tomorrow? Yeah, you know it. You know it. You know what I mean? I'm always turned up, especially when it's out here in L.A., you know what I mean? But I want to reiterate a point. I don't know if you was um, on the show when I mentioned it, but I mentioned um, I think Kansas City loses Eric Bieniemy. It was going to be a big deal to them because everybody wanted to give Andy Reid the credit, but he didn't win the championship till he hooked up with um, Eric Bieniemy. Everybody remember he was winless in the Super Bowl until he got to Kansas City. But I think it was Eric Bieniemy, not Andy Reid, that was the driving force behind that offense. And as, I don't know if you saw they um, – preseason game they was playing the saints and that first series it was a starters and they um 
had a turnover on downs. They went forward on fourth and short and couldn't even convert. And the offense, the starting offense looked horrible. And I think that's why your boy, um, the Walrus, Andy Reid, that's what I call him the Walrus because he's like a big, <laughs> fat Walrus to me. And the Walrus, I think that's why he's going to play them the whole half, first half, this um, second game because they look horrible. And I think the loss of um, Eric enemy is the cause. And I think that's why the um, NFL scheduled us to play them so late because I think they know that the loss of Eric enemy is going to take them take them a while to get their wheels rolling up under them. That's why we played them so late in the season because I think we don't play Kansas City until, like, what, week 11 or something like that? If I'm not mistaken, I know we played them two both times late in the season, and I think that's why because the NFL knows that the loss of Eric Bieniemy is going to be major to Kansas City, and they look like crap to me. So I'm not really worried as much about Kansas City as everybody thinks they're going to be like the dynasty or the juggernaut or whatever. And I'm really not worried about Denver. I think Denver is a um, accident waiting to happen, just like the um, Dallas Cowgirls. But the team, only team I'm really worried about in division is the Chargers, and I think we played them Week Four. So if we come and sock them in the mouth week four, you know what I mean? Them, them the only, that's the only team I'm really, really worried about in a division. What you think, homeboy? It's definitely the those are the two teams that everybody has at the top of the mountain in their predictions when it comes to the AFC West. And you got to see, they have the quarterbacks. They got the guys that they have them in the position of need for every squad. So you got to knock them out. And Raiders, Chargers, the last two seasons, they've split their series. So do we go quick with Mitch from New Jersey before going to our commercial break? That way we can have Kevin without interruptions. Mitch, what's up, my man? How you doing? Good, Harry. Happy Friday. How you doing? Um, doing you know, fantastic. I'm glad, glad you're on. Um, like I said, I think three, three uh, preseason games are too much. So I would rest them. I would just play stars one game, even a half. And you mentioned about uh, Stenson, the backup quarterback for the Rams. You remember Mike Lannett, and uh, you can't say he's better than Mike Lannett. And, he, and Mike Lannett was a bust. She gave back his Heisman. Stenson won because he had a great defense and great running backs. And, and um, so I, got, I think that's all I got to say. Hey, you know what? Thank you so much, Mitch. It's going to be interesting to see him out there. The Raiders put pressure on the quarterback this past game. Let's see if they're able to do it in back-to-back games. You know I know who's going to be out there in L.A. this weekend. It's the Black Hole, and they have been the foundation of the nation with over 40 chapters worldwide. If you bleed silver and black and want to connect with other diehard fans, then visit theblackhole.com and become an official member of football's most notorious fans. You'll get a Black Hole members-only shirt, which is very cool, plus 20% off all merchandise. Remember, visit theblackhole.com to become an official member of the Black Hole today. Let's go to our first commercial break of the day. After it, we will have Fox 5 Sports Director Kevin Bollinger, who is out in Southern California getting the work in ahead of tomorrow's game between the Raiders and the Rams. You're listening to the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. 
I really enjoy these, these joint practices, honestly. It's, it's a nice change up from uh, playing heads against the same guys every day. Gives you a new look on defense, new coverages, new fronts up front. And you really just got to put the puzzle together. And that's, that's the fun part of being a quarterback in the system. You got to put the pieces together, uh, get the guys all on the same page, and go from there. So I thought we've been doing a good job of that. We, we got room to grow, though, as our offense just keep, keep growing. Football is like fuel for our bodies when it comes to sports fans and also these joint practices. That's fuel for the players' bodies as well because they get to feel uh, what game day is going to be like once the regular season rolls around. For many of the starters that don't see action in the preseason, will we see Jimmy G tomorrow? Will we not? That's the big question mark, and we will wait and see. Somebody that will be there at SoFi Stadium and that we will see on our TVs with the pregame show is a man that we have right now on the phone line, Fox 5 Sports Director and Nevada Broadcasters Association Hall of Famer Kevin Bollinger, one of the good guys that we are fortunate enough to have in the sports media out here in Las Vegas. Kevin, a pleasure having you here on today's JT The Brick Show. Well, thanks for having me, Harry, and uh, it was good seeing you down here in Southern California yourself here for the first day of the Giants earlier. Yeah, Robbie, uh, your photographer, also a hollow. He's a Hall of Fame person, man. It doesn't get better than Robbie. He told me last week, it's like, you got to go to L.A., man. You're going to get some of the best video you're going to shoot uh, of Raiders football. And actually, I posted a video of Hunter Renfro in the morning, and it's got 220,000 views now on Twitter. I'll ask you about this, Kevin. Hunter Renfro in this training camp, seeing him healthy, how much of a difference is that for the Raiders? Oh, I think he, he's somebody that everybody needs to keep an eye on for having a massive year if he can stay on the field. I think that uh, he's somebody who throughout his athletic career has always risen to the challenge and has performed. And, you know, he, I'm sure, was very frustrated with, with the injuries that kept him off the field last year, and nobody wants to come back with a bigger year than him and uh, worked really hard in the offseason to try and set himself up to do that. And I think with this offense and with Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback, uh, there's the possibility for him to put up some big numbers uh, for the Raiders this season. You've been with Fox 5 Vegas for a while, and you've been covering the Raiders ever since before they came out to Las Vegas, and you've seen joint practices with other teams in previous seasons. You saw what happened Last week with the Niners, this week with the Rams, compare it to previous seasons with different talent on the Raiders squads. Have they improved from then to now? I mean, it's so hard to compare year to year just because uh, both both sides, uh, both teams have uh, different personnel than they did. But uh, the one thing that I think that, that surprised a lot of people was the Raiders more than held their own against the 49ers uh, last week, Super Bowl contenders. Uh, and I thought that they did uh, fairly well against the Rams. By the players' own admission, they did not come out uh, on, on Wednesday, on the first day of joints against the Rams this week, uh, with as much energy as, as they needed. Uh, and they were challenged uh, internally by themselves with the players doing it. That, that's a good sign of the culture uh, of this locker room right now. But uh, Wednesday night after practice, they challenged themselves to come out with a much better effort on Thursday uh, for the second day of the joint practices, and they did that. So, to me, that's the biggest positive out of this group of players that they have right now. Not only are they showing uh, s- some pretty good uh, depth in terms of, of not only were the ones versus ones doing well, but we were seeing it with twos versus twos and, and even threes versus threes, 
But the the fact that uh, Josh McDaniels, the culture that he likes with his football teams, kind of starting to uh, to really kind of come to the light, and, and I think we saw that this week in Southern California. It's year two, year two for Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler at the helm of this team. Do you see a deeper roster with the squad, with those comp- competitions that you were mentioning, with the twos and the threes out there also doing a, a job where you're like, oh, they're opening eyes? I think that's that's the, the most encouraging part that's come out of the joints here over the last couple of weeks with the Niners and Rams is, hey, there's some potential to, to finally have some depth here with this team, uh, especially on the defense, which... Uh, as we all know, has been tested from a depth standpoint over the last several years. Uh, they just weren't very deep, and and there were some injuries that crept in there that uh, really exposed the Raiders. And I think that that if they can can keep building those layers of depth with those guys, not only uh, that are going to be on the 53-man roster, but having some capable guys on the practice squad that if guys do go down with injuries, you can get guys in there that you don't, have to to you know be like oh my gosh you know we're, we're putting so and so in they're going to be ready to roll and, and can compete and I think that that's what the Raiders are trying to do I think they're at a much better point from that standpoint than they were at this time last year we're talking with Fox Five Sports Director Kevin Bollinger who is out there in Southern California ahead of tomorrow's preseason game between the Raiders and the Rams make sure to catch all the coverage that Fox Five does with the Silver and Black I enjoy very much watching you guys on TV Kevin you and the whole crew everybody does a fantastic job Kev the defense what has been the difference this year? I know that Max Crosby, that guy just keeps elevating his game every year after year but what has been him as a leader bringing into that unit? I mean, Max Crosby is the straw that stirs the drink, and, and that's exactly the way he wants it. He is a, a leader, and uh, there's a reason that he was named a captain right out of the, the gate in his career because he is a, a leader of men, and and he's going to help that defense considerably. And especially you know, as you see them kind of bring Tyree Wilson along, now, you know, hitting the practice field, getting in pads for the first time this week uh, in those two practices with the Rams, anytime there was a break in the action, you saw Crosby kind of go over to Wilson and start working with them a little bit on the side and just being in his ear. Uh, that's exactly what you want to see from your best player is working with the young guys that's going to help develop them. And then on the back end, you bring in somebody like uh, Peters, Marcus Peters, who's going – to really kind of change the mindset, and we've already seen it a little bit in training camp, of, of being a little bit more ball hawkish. Uh, the Raiders need to get turnovers. They have not been good in the turnover department, and it has to change if this team's going to turn around and turn the corner. And and having somebody like Marcus Peters kind of uh, change the mentality uh, and the approach uh, of that room is going to be huge as well. We're used to watching these players that are monsters out there on the field. You look at Colton Miller, who we've been around for a couple of years now. He's 6'8", 325, and you're like, yo, that's a big dude. Tyree Wilson is only a couple of inches uh, not as tall as Colton Miller. I won't say smaller, but 6'6", 275. When you saw him take the field for the first time, what came to your mind uh, on Wednesday, Kevin? I mean, obviously his... his, uh arm reach uh, is incredible uh the guy just has some length to him and uh, everybody's you know probably seen on social media now the the stuff with him working on the sled the amount of leverage he can get with that wingspan 
uh, is phenomenal. Uh, he, he is a very fit guy. I mean, six, six, uh, he, he, he's not, you know, he, he's just kind of like lean and, and man, it just looks like he's just ready to just, uh, pop out of his cleats and, and go for it. And I think that's the exciting part, uh, was just seeing, you know, even though he's been limited on, on what he can do here this week, uh, but just showing some of that spring, I think it has got to get Raider Nation excited about the future. 66275 is what he's listed at at the moment and I'm pretty sure once he is 100% healthy we will see him even more in action. Do you think he has a chance of playing next week in Dallas? Because I got a feeling that tomorrow it's pretty much impossible because he didn't get any one-on-one work or 11 on 11. Do you think next week in Dallas is a possibility or do we pump the brakes on that? You know, I, I think they just need they need to see obviously they have a plan that they're not going to share publicly. Uh, but a lot of it's going to depend on him, how his body's reacting to, as Josh McDaniel mentioned, McDaniel's mentioned this week, you know, having a 320 pound body leaning on him uh, when you get into those drills and see, see how things react. Uh, they're not going to do anything that's going to bring a setback if they can avoid it. Uh, so they're not going to jump him out there unless they feel that he's absolutely ready. But I agree. I, I don't anticipate seeing him uh, tomorrow night. Uh, but if he gets a good week of work uh, next week, and uh, you know, could, could he be on the field against Dallas for for a little bit? Uh, sure, uh, but only if they think that that he's ready for that that point of it. But at some time, he's going to have to go into the mix uh, to do it. And if he doesn't do it by the, the game in Dallas, uh, then he's going to get basically just practice time until he goes into an actual NFL game sometime during the regular season. Kevin, I know you're a busy man, but before I say goodbye, I need you to plug what you and the whole crew in Fox 5 with Vince, Paloma, Mariah, what you guys got going on with the Raiders pregame shows, and also you guys have the broadcast there on Fox 5 Vegas. We do. Uh, for, our, for our listeners in Southern uh, Nevada, we've got the, uh, the preseason game. So uh, 30 minutes prior to, so tomorrow night, 530, uh, we'll have Raiders pregame live. We're sitting down to go one-on-one with Josh McDaniels. Uh, we'll have a, a preview of the offense for the Raiders this season and a, a glimpse of some of the new things that are going to be available at Allegiant Stadium for people uh, that get to go to the games this year. So, uh, And then we'll be on the field live uh, at SoFi, kind of just uh, setting the tone and uh, letting, uh, letting everybody know what's going on as we get everybody ready for kickoff. Make sure that Robbie gets some good shots of Raider Nation invading that stadium once again. Kevin, I really appreciate you. Thank you to Robbie as well, who is a fantastic guy, who's a magnificent with the camera. Love the work that you guys do. Keep it going, and good luck in tomorrow's coverage. Thank you, Harry. We'll see you soon. Yes, sir. There he goes. Kevin Bollinger, the Fox 5 Sports Director, Nevada Broadcaster Association Hall of Fame, and also his photographer, Robbie, who they are a tandem. And I love that. A lot of TV stations nowadays, they're going to the MMJ routes where the reporter, he's carrying his own camera. He's doing his own coverage. Heck, I do that with my video reports with the Raiders at the moment. And you got to adapt. I love it. That Fox 5, that their company, they're like, hey, you guys are a team. Robbie, you go and shoot and do your best job. You edit the videos. Kevin, you report. You focus on your job. That's pretty cool that Fox 5 Vegas does that. And also their whole, their, their whole crew is fantastic. And they got four sports reporters. 
That's pretty freaking cool. I mean, you're able to cover everything in town. You got Paloma with UNLV. You got Mariah with you with uh, the Aces. You got Vince with the Golden Knights. And then you do all the other local sports coverage. That's pretty cool. You are able to get great coverage of all our sports squads with the Fox 5 Vegas crew. Well, the Raiders... We are going to be talking with their digital reporter after the break. We pushed up Levi Edwards, so we will be talking with one of the fittest members of the media that I've ever met. Remember, fans, Remy Martin invites you to Circa for Stadium Swim's first-ever night swim brought to you by Quantro. Join us Friday, August 25th for DJ Duo, The Knox. Enjoy free samples of Quantro, Margarita, Silent Disco, and the first-ever concert on the pool deck. Tickets on sale now at CircleLasVegas.com. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. You know, it's different when you carry in pass, you know, in heat and a little humidity. Um, it's just different than, you know, being in shorts and a t-shirt and, you know, doing some workouts, you know, on your own. So uh, being able to, to lean on uh, some bigger bodies and to pass rush and some of those things, um, you know, it's just uh, you got to get used to it. All of us have to go through that acclimation phase. His is obviously going to be a little bit more tempoed here as we go, uh, just so we can make sure that we keep taking steps in the right direction. But, uh, you know, he came out and did what we wanted him to do yesterday, and then we'll, we'll go ahead and do the same thing today. Josh McDaniel speaking about Tyree Wilson integrating himself into the Raiders' practices now that he is off the NFI list, something that Raider Nation definitely is happy to see because they want the top draft pick on the field instead of off of it and somebody that is on the field that has the boots in the ground all the time or well not the boots he has the Jays on the ground when he's on the field over at Raiders headquarters and on the road is Levi Edwards the sneakerhead with the silver and black but also the digital reporter for Raiders.com does a fantastic job out there Levi first off what do you got on your feet today uh, how you doing, Dirty Harry, man? Uh, I actually don't have anything on my feet right now at the moment. I actually, uh, this is going to sound uh, a little silly, but I just came back from uh, working out. So I'm just kind of chilling in the hotel right now. So nothing on the feet at the moment. Hey, dude, I just called you before the break, the fittest man covering the Raiders. So I, it doesn't surprise me that you're getting coming right back from the gym. Levi, we heard Coach McDaniels talk about uh, Tyree Wilson. I have a feeling the Raiders are going to need new sleds when it comes up to number nine with the Raiders. What have you seen from him the first couple of days out there on the field? Boy, don't they need new sleds after Tyree was using them yesterday. Uh, even though... He didn't really do much outside of the slow work. I saw him getting a little bit of, you know, one-on-one work with Max Crosby and his defensive line coach. So they're really, you know, trying to get him up to speed. But I'm going to tell you, this guy, he's a lean, mean machine. Uh, you know, lean mean, lean, mean machine from Texas. That's definitely what I've seen from Tyree Wilson. He came back. And, of course, he's going to have to take a minute to get the football speed. But he definitely looks the part. He looked every bit of a seventh overall pick in the NFL draft. Should. So that's very great for Raider Nation to get excited about. I'm not necessarily sure if he'll play tomorrow, but the fact that he came out to L.A., the fact that he got a couple of practices in underneath his belt, he's got the cleats on, he's got the pads on, he, you know, he's getting active. 
that looks very good for the future for this defensive line that's already looked pretty good so far through training camp. Yeah, I was excited to be out there in Thousand Oaks either way, with or without Tyree. But the moment that I heard that he was off the NFI list that day, I got even more excited. I was like, yo, we're going to be able to get our first glimpse at him on the field. And I mean, you look at those stats and see 6'6", 275 for a defensive end. And the best part is you see Max Crosby right there trying to help from day one, Levi. Well, yeah, Max, he sets the standard. Uh, he's the guy that is not only just the standard bear for the defensive line, he's the standard bear for the, the, the defense, um, for the team. He, he's that guy now, and he's definitely stepped up. Obviously, uh, you had a quarterback who was in place for a long time who you could kind of say was the, the guy who was like, you know, the locker room franchise piece of the team who's the face. But now – I have to say, it looks like it's Max Crosby. Max Crosby's the face of this team. And so when you have a guy coming in from day one who you get drafted, he texts you saying, hey, I'm excited to get you in the building. First day, you know, he's talking to you. He's, you know, giving you pointers, insight. It's like, you know, he's all in. Max is an all-in kind of guy. So, you know, for him to take this uh, young, developing player underneath his wing, they both could, you know, really make some damage. You know, once Tyree kind of gets a feel for things, you can – you know, the, the the hope is that you can kind of line them up on either side of the ball. You know, you have Max on the left, Tyree on the right, vice versa. It's pick your poison. And then, uh, of course, we've been seeing some really good things from the interior pass rush so far. So it, it, I'm really, really excited for what this front could look like. Talk to me about Jerry Tillery. He was a guy that I think that once the Raiders got him towards the midway through last season, he just unlocked something with that interior pressure, and he elevated the game of his teammates. Is that what you're seeing this year as well? Yeah. I actually have a funny story about Jerry. Uh, he's a very quiet uh, quiet guy, really to himself, really about his business. I remember first week uh, we, we got him off waivers. Everyone was trying to – you know, get him for media availability and kind of interview him at his locker. And he kind of like, you know, every day he'd be like, oh, I have to go do this. I have to go do that. And then I remember about three, four days, uh, you know, the media just quit trying to talk to him. And then I was walking out of the locker room and he turned to me and he was like, look, bro, uh, let him know anything that I have to say. I'll let him know Sunday. And I was like, okay. And he he played that first game as a Raider, and I, I liked what I saw from from him. He's a first, he's a former first round pick at a Notre Dame, had a great college career, and he's a guy that, of course, in this day and age, you look at sacks, and it's like that's like the standard bear for what a defensive lineman success should be, and I think that that's you know if you don't watch football, obviously you know you would think that, but as you know more about this game and about how the way that the game goes, like obviously there's so much more that impacts that. And just the rush, just the, the ability to just kind of like get pressure on the quarterback that I've noticed from Tillery from the end of last season through training camp, it's been huge because it sets up so many more opportunities for the guys to come off the edge. It sets up more opportunities for the, the back end to kind of stick on their man because, you know, when you only have about two seconds in that pocket, you have to make a quick decision before you get hit, before you get rattled. You know, you, the quarterback starts to make, you know, less and less better decisions. And so Jerry Tillery, in my opinion, has been one of the, the sleeper standouts of training camp. And I really like what I've seen from him. I think he's going to be a really good piece of the defensive line. 
We're talking with Levi Edwards, digital reporter at Raiders.com. Make sure you should check out his training camp notebooks. They always got great nuggets of information. And in those uh, notebooks, you spoke about the three-headed monster that is that wide receiver room with the veterans, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers. I've loved what I've seen from all three of these guys. And then you can add Trey Tucker to the mix as well. And the Raiders, I mean, that wide receiver room, Levi, what has caught your eye with them exactly what you just said three-headed monster could be four or five-headed monster uh with the way that things kind of pan out because i think last year we all got excited when we got Devonte, right because last year's three-headed monster going into the season it was like Devonte, hunter and darren they're about to do damage things didn't work out the way that it was and that it, you know people thought it was because of injuries and you know moves were made but now you look at Jacoby, Hunter, and Devontae, and you still have a three-headed monster because Jacoby's come in and he's just smooth, man. He's just smooth route runner. You know, very smooth in terms of his, like, you know, lateral movement, his quickness, uh, his get-off, has a great release. He has good hands. So, you know, he's he's just very good at everything. You know, you have your elite receivers, but Jacoby's just someone that doesn't necessarily have a weakness. And that's what I've noticed within his game. And so him and Renfro and Devontae, they looked really good together. And I know a lot of people coming into camp were like, okay, well, you're signing Jacoby. He's a sly guy. Hunter's a sly guy. How's that going to work? And honestly, it's, it's looked pretty good so far. Jacoby can play outside. Hunter's been able to play outside. Devontae, he's another one of those guys who can play inside, outside. So there are three versatile guys. And then on top of that, you add in Michael Mayer and Austin Hooper into the mix. Those are both two pretty capable tight ends. Michael Mayer, you know, with a little bit more seasoning, I think he can, you know, potentially become a top five tight end in this league just with what we see from Notre Dame. Trey Tucker, he's really great in terms of his his route running ability and his quickness and his speed. I know he's had a couple of bad drops in the first preseason game, but I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what we can see from from Trey Tucker this, you know, this Saturday, if he can kind of not necessarily redeem himself, but really kind of have that breakout game that I believe he can have from what I've seen from training camp. Harry, if I have to ask you, what's a rookie that's really caught your eye? Man, I love Ja'Korian Bennett, dude. I've really liked watching him all the way from mandatory minicamp to when training camp kicked off without pads, with pads. Uh, Of course, now that he's getting competition from other squads, he's adapting and getting to that spot, but I'm loving what I'm seeing from Jacorian Bennett, but then I go to Sunday's game and see Amari Bernie do his thing as well, and popping eyes and having people have the spotlight on him. I'm talking about fellas that were picked in the fourth and sixth round, and I love that because I know that Tyree and Mayer, once the regular season kicks off, they're going to do their thing as well, so I'm just excited about this whole draft class, Levi. So that's what I'm going. We're talking with Levi Edwards, digital reporter at Raiders.com. And going from that offensive line, you go, sorry, from the offensive weapons on the wide receiver room, the running back room. Samir White, he's still having his opportunity to be RB1 for the silver and black at the moment. What have you seen from the former Georgia Bulldog? Uh, He really just wants to run somebody over you know, when you think about uh, every time I see Zemir White, I think about that old Marshawn Lynch sit down interview where he's just like run a mug, you know, run run a mug over. Uh, that's every time I see Zemir White, I just think about that clip from that interview because he really just wants to run somebody over. That's just kind of his game. 
he's he loves contact. He just loves physicality. He loves contact. He embraces that. Um, and he also has speed. And that's the thing is like, you know, when you have big power backs like that, you know, obviously it's like, okay, well, they're just going to run somebody over. You know, that's their game. So if you load the box on them, you know, it, you know, we can do it. But he, he, he can, he can go too. He has a little bit of speed to him. So if he gets past, you know, those first, you know, five, six yards without any contact, he can, he can break one off on you. you know, he, and he's definitely difficult to take down. So he's a young, you know, rising guy, and he's getting a lot of carries that he didn't get last year uh, just because of how the running back looked last year. So now he's coming into this camp, and he's kind of been the guy. But there's also a lot of guys in that running back room that's really impressed me. Uh, you know, Brandon Bolt, he still brings his veteran leadership and experience and knowledge of the system. Amir Abdullah is arguably the best pass-catching running back on the offense right now. You have Sincere McCormick, who's come in as a UDFA, who missed all last season. He's really been balling. He had two touchdowns uh, against the against the uh, 49ers last Sunday. So that's a it's, it. Really is a, a loaded room. Even though you might not necessarily know these names, they might not be marquee names to a lot of guys in Raider Nation. But these are guys that could definitely play. I'll wrap it up with you asking you this question, Levi. Give me one or two things that you're looking forward to for tomorrow besides everybody being healthy, that that's what we always hope for. I'm going to give you two things, uh, and you already touched on one of them when I asked you what rookies are you looking uh, what rookies are impressing you the most. I really want to see more from Ja'Cory and Bennett and, and Amari Burnett because those are two guys – that have impressed me a lot throughout training camp. And these are later round guys. This is fourth, six round guys who are really stepping in. And honestly, low key, they're, comp- they're you know, they're, comp- they're competing for starting positions right now. Like these are guys that could get a lot of reps going into the season with how they're playing. And Amari Bernie, he looked really good. He had a sack, he had a drop pick, and he had a couple of tackles. I really like what I saw from Bernie. Jacorian, he's, he's looking, he's looking locked down ish. You know, he's a rookie. He hasn't played a single snap in the regular season game, but he's looking locked down-ish so far. So I want to see more from those two, and I also want to see my man Barba O'Connell ball out once again because the man's debut was legit. And the fact of the matter is he went 15 for 18 on the stat sheet. Technically speaking, he really went 17 for 18 because of Trey Tucker's two drops. So if those two passes were completed, he went 17 for 18 with for the day with a touchdown, uh, the 141 yards he had. So I really want to see what he can do against this Rams defense. Heck, and 17 for 18, and he would have had at least, what was it, like 180 yards because one of those passes was that 30-yarder? It was Exactly. It was impressive, and somebody that's impressive with his work is this man, Levi Edwards, who I say thank you to you, Levi, for joining me today. Tell the folks where they can follow your work, man. Well, first off, I'm not as impressive as you, Dirty Harry. Uh, You're probably one of the more impressive people that come in the building uh, with everything that you do, not only from uh, filling in for JT today, but also with the Spanish work that you do, and I'm I'm really excited to see some more great calls from you this season. So uh, shout-out to you for having me. Of course, all of Raider Nation. You can follow me at, at the Levi Edwards, Twitter, Instagram. You know what it is. I'm going to keep on giving you guys the best work that I can. Raiders.com. Read his amazing articles. His training camp notebook is always there available for you guys. And Levi, I appreciate you. We got to work on your Spanish a little bit more. That way I can have you on the Spanish side too, mi hermano. Okay, real, real quick. 
legit story. So uh, the housekeeping woman that came by the hotel earlier today, um, she could not speak English. And I legitimately had a solid two-minute conversation with her in Spanish trying to kind of ask her what I needed. And it was a very successful conversation. So there's promise. This promise area. Hey, we, we got the base. There. We got the base right there. Now we just gotta got to work on it a little 202. bit more. Spanish 202 in college. I got there, so you know what? We just need to get together, get over, you know, review some conjugations, you know, review a couple of key terms, and then we're gonna we're gonna get there. And we'll do it with some modelos by our side. Levi, muchísimas gracias, y nos vemos pronto. Ah, gracias, señor. Perfecto. He made me feel old with that, señor. That's what what uh, younger people call me. Well, I guess I'm younger than him. I'm older than him, so he can call me Senor. Levi Edwards, fantastic work he always does with uh, at Raiders.com, with the team's website. His social media is always on fire. He's always there with the boots on the ground at home and on the road. And I'm going to have a Modelo with him one of these days soon because Modelo is an official cerveza of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. Modelo, rooted in the heart of the Raider Nation. Drink responsibly, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. I know you guys saw that post on Twitter by JT the Brick. He's out there in Los Angeles ready for tomorrow's game. And what crosses right in front of him? A truck of Modelo. So he had to take a picture of it and post it on social media and say, hey, listen to Harry on today's show from Nuna 2. So shout out to JT. The broadcast crew is putting, putting in the work today. I'm pretty sure they're talking with coaches, with players, getting um, everything ready for tomorrow's broadcast. The TV side, we got Matt Millen and Rich Gannon next to the voice of the Raiders, Jason Horowitz. Shout out to him. And of course, on the radio side, you got JT the Brick. Lincoln Kennedy and Eric Allen in the booth. I felt lonely in my booth um, this past Sunday because usually EA and JT, they're up there. And shout out to Tom Delaney as well on the front office. He watches the game up there and now it was only Tom. I was like, hey, I need more folks in my booth to enjoy this. A lot of people say it's like, no, we don't want anybody in the broadcast booth. We need to focus. No, I love being able to have the Raiders family in there and during commercial breaks picking EA's brain. Now you guys can enjoy it here on Raider Nation Radio with Eric Allen on the mic, with Lincoln Kennedy on the mic, and of course the one, the only, JT the Brick handling the action. Raider Nation Hour number one, we're wrapping it up. Hour number two belongs to you. 702-365-9200. I want your calls, everybody. L.A., I know you're listening. Southern California, I know you're going to the game tomorrow. I've seen those ticket prices. You will be there. Call me, 702-365-9200. What do you want to see from the silver and black at SoFi? Let me know after this break. You're listening to the JT The Brick Show. 